on Thursday, uh, we will be celebrating my daughter's birthday. Uh, she's going to be turning 11. And um, I was talking to Emma about what she wants to do uh, for her birthday to celebrate. And she said to me, she said, Mummy, can we open my presents in the morning before I go to school? Now, in our family, the way we've always done things is that we open presents in the afternoon. And that's a throwback from when I was growing up. When I was growing up in South Africa, you had to be at school by 8 o'clock, and my dad would normally have to be at work by 7 o'clock. So, and there were four of us in the house. So the idea of getting up and getting ready and having time to open presents before going off to school and work just didn't, it didn't make sense. So it would always be our tradition that my dad would come home early on our birthdays and we would have, our, have cake and open presents in the afternoon. Um, and there's, you know, it doesn't matter what time of day you open the presents. Um, but that's sort of just become something that I've then passed on to my daughter. Um, and she's asking for a change to the way that we do things. Now, is it important what time of the day we open those presents? No, it's not. What is important is that we value and celebrate Emma. And that as a family, we gather together and we do that. So it doesn't matter when we do it. But it's about remembering why we do things that is important. Not the how of what we do, but the why. And our reading today comes down to a very similar issue. We've got a delegation of Pharisees and scribes who've travelled from Jerusalem to investigate Jesus. They pop up quite a few times throughout the Gospels, trying to trip Jesus up, trying to test him, trying to find out who this man is. Um, now, the Pharisees, you may know, were a religious group who believed that God's grace extended only to those who kept the law. They were strict about the law. It was all about the law and keeping the law of Moses. But in their efforts to keep the law, they were often very hypocritical. After the Babylonian captivity, the Jewish rabbis began to make meticulous rules and regulations governing the daily life of the people. What they did was they would interpret the laws and the application of the law of Moses, and then they would pass that on to the people as rules and regulations that governed their daily life. And those interpretations and applications of the law were what is known as the tradition of the elders. Basically, the elders would introduce laws to help people to keep the original law. And they would heap rule upon rule upon rule. And we hear Jesus talking about how weighed down people were by the yoke of all of these rules and regulations that the people had to keep. And what happened was they were getting further and further away from the spirit of the law and just focusing on the law and the do's and the don'ts. So the Pharisees believed that you were made ceremonially unclean, which meant you couldn't enter the temple or worship, 
by going about your daily life. And especially if you'd been into the marketplace where you might come into contact with unclean people who weren't believers or Jews who didn't observe the law. And they believed that they were made unclean through these daily tasks of life. And they taught that you needed to wash your hands so that that uncleanness wouldn't then enter into you. Now, I would argue that washing your hands before eating is a good thing to do, and probably something most of us do, not because it's religious, but because it's a matter of hygiene. And especially in recent times, we've talked a lot about washing our hands, sometimes while singing happy birthday to ourselves. And I'm sure that Jesus thought that washing your hands was a good thing to do. But it wasn't a religious thing to do. And it certainly wasn't something that needed to be made a big deal about. The Pharisees and the scribes had become so focused on keeping the law, following the teaching of the elders, that they'd forgotten the purpose of the law, the reason behind the law, and had drifted away from the heart of God and of true worship. If Andy and I became completely fixated on the time that Emma opened up her presents and we forgot what the point of giving the presents was, I'm sure you'd realise how silly that could be. If we then became so fixated to the point that we'd only be friends with other people who opened their presents at the same time of the day, you can see that that is getting very silly, very petty and very divisive. And that was never the point of the law. The law was given to the Israelites as a way of setting them apart, of making them holy, of making them an example to the nations around them and showing those nations who their God was and what he was like. By loading all these laws and regulations on the people, the Pharisees and the scribes had lost sight of what the law was meant for. And instead of showing their God as a loving, holy, awe-inspiring God, they were showing him as vindictive, petty-minded slave driver. They become so focused on the teachings of the elders that they'd forgotten the God they serve and forgotten that really it's all about him and the spirit of the law. How easy it is for us to, to become sidetracked by those shoulds and oughts and to lose focus of the God who loves us and wants all of creation to flourish. Jesus wants to bring the focus back to God and not the law. What makes us unclean is not whether we eat with unclean hands or what we eat or who we've come into contact with. Our fellowship with God isn't interrupted by unclean hands or food, but by things that are rooted in our heart. On the flip side, We know that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, the Holy Spirit comes to live in our hearts. And it is the Holy Spirit that grows in us the right attitudes and behaviours and character that we can then show to the world around us. We often call these the fruits of the Spirit. Matthew 7, verses 15 says, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, 
nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. You can't pretend to be something that you aren't. What is on the inside is what determines who you really are. And it is what is on the inside of us that God is most interested in. We can dress up the outside however we like, but God cares about those attitudes of the heart that shape the way we see and treat others. I've got a lemon here with me. And if I squeezed this lemon, cut it in half and squeezed it, we would be most surprised if anything other than lemon juice came out of it. It's a lemon on the outside and the inside. This lemon can only produce lemon juice. Not orange juice, not blackcurrant juice, not anything else, only lemon, because that is what is on the inside of it. Our lives should be like that, consistent inwardly and outwardly, and it starts on the inside. We want to show God coming out of our lives in our fruits and our behaviours, not anything else. And we do that by inviting God into our lives every day. We can do that through prayer, coming together to worship, reading scripture, meditating and pondering upon God's goodness. That's how we cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, focusing on God, the foundation of our faith, on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, and on the Holy Spirit, our helper in our journey. We've all had to learn to do things a lot differently (laughs) over the past few years because of COVID. And that's made us uncomfortable. But it's caused us to reevaluate some things and to reevaluate what is really important. Jesus is saying, as he addresses the Pharisees and the scribes, what is important is not the law. What is important is the heart. What is important is what is on the inside. And that is what we should be focused on, and that is what we should be spending our time worrying about. Let's pray now. As we pray, Father, send your Holy Spirit afresh into our hearts. Fill us again. Help us to focus once again on you and only you. We pray that you would cultivate in us those fruits of the Holy Spirit, that we might show your goodness and your love to the world. Amen.